Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Intelligent. Controversial. Groundbreaking. The great liberators are coming. Host. Amiri Brown and Kenya White take on all topics intrinsic to the black experience. No topic is too cold or too hot. Now, here are the great liberators, Amiri Brown and Kenya White. Hey, how's everyone doing? This is your host, Amiri Brown. We're coming to you live on Wednesday night. The time is 1030. The number to call is 646-564-9858. That's 646-564-9858. I'm supposed to be be having a debate with um, actually a couple of gentlemen about um, various topics concerning the black community and the black family. Um, one of them is a is a gentleman from from off of YouTube who has taken exception with some of my posts. I believe he has his own channel. Um, I, he, it's called he's from Burning Bush, uh, Burning Bush TV. So he should be calling up, um, you know, relatively shortly. I see I have a couple of callers um, on the switchboard. Uh, if you if you want if you have a comment or just want to chop it up. Uh, press one, and that'll bring you in my queue, and I'll be able to see you. And I'm I'm working on getting my co-host um, Kenya Kenya in. But yeah, the 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 I think the gentleman, um, one of them, he's supposed to call up at eleven o'clock, and he takes exception with some of the things I say because I I tend to be brutally honest. And my in my assessment of uh, the the state of the black community, and I put the onus on the men because at the end of the day, men build families and men build communities. Period. It is not incumbent upon the uh, upon the women of any of any populace, the females of any populace, to establish the family dynamic or the or the community dynamic. And as men, as black men, we become so demoralized, so defeated, so beat down by the system of of white supremacy that we've lost sight of that. And many black men, they spend their time in search of that sense of manhood and masculinity, looking looking to obtain that through their penis via the black female body. And, and so what, what, in my view, what has to happen is that we must have a cultural shift where black men as a cultural being uh, switch to from, they switch from 
manhood finding mode to family building mode. Because as I've consistently stated, what they're actually looking for and what they're actually in search of is within themselves and it's it's been there the whole time. And what what you really have is men who are um because they understand the system of white supremacy and they understand that, that they are dominated by another male group. They're, they have this ambivalence to actually taking the reins and leading because they are afraid to fail. The, major, the, the majority of black men are afraid. They are afraid. This is how come they, they spew their, their bullshit social myths and their tropes talking about feminism talking about welfare, talking about the black woman. These are smoke screens that they use to deflect from the fact that they have yet to effectively deal with their oppressor. And let's make one thing perfectly clear. In, in the case of what we need to do as, as a black collective and as black men, e, is an, e does not stand for effort. You don't get an E for effort. You get an E for effectiveness. And the reality of it is, is that nothing that we have done thus, thus far to uh, combat the system of white supremacy has been effective, not in a real substantial way, whether we're talking about uh, long-term effective solutions or short-term effective solutions. And so this is the precarious predicament that we find ourselves in in 2018. And with this uh, demographic shift coming uh, that, that the CDC is projecting, our, our subjugation is only going to get more pronounced. This idea that we have that, that white people becoming a minority, a numerical minority in, in America as somehow being beneficial for us is, is a miscalculation. Because number, number one, they do not have to outnumber you to overpower you. White supremacy is about domination, and it has never been, it has never been predicated upon the numbers because white, white people, Europeans, are the global minority. They are the global minority. It's about power. And as it stands right now, they have all the power. But what we must understand as black men and as a black collective is that you don't need power to wield power. And I think that's what we've been been um, been been missing. I actually have a caller, caller three one four. I'm gonna bring you on and and and, and uh, see what you're talking about. Yeah, caller. Yeah. Yeah, you on, hear you're me? on the line. What's your, what's your name? Yeah, I can hear you. What's your name and where you calling from? I'm Bernie Bush, and I'm ca- I'm calling from Denver, Colorado. Okay. Okay, from Denver, Colorado. Okay, from the West Coast. All right. All right, I, I, um, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Uh, you called up. I was. I was worried maybe you had forgot or something like that. Okay, so um, you made a post on on. You made a, a comment on one of my videos uh, that you took exception for, um, and it, it was a it was a meaty comment. I didn't have a chance to read all of it, but I I, I got the I got the gist of what you were saying, um, because to be honest with you with you, what you're saying isn't something that is that is unique when it comes to this topic. It is the prevailing um, wisdom when it comes to issues of the black family and the black community. And so 
But since you're my since you're my guest, I'll let you reiterate just some of those points because we do have a few a few listeners listening. I'll let you lay out lay out your case in regards to the breakdown of the black community because that has been um that's what we're that's the, the topic we're discussing. So you have the floor, sir. All right, thank you. Well, as you know, as you said, as I stated in my comment, you know, mm-hmm. when I listened to the radio show, you were talking about reasons why black men are with white women, right? So I just kind of decided to throw my two cents in and say that I think it's in there because history is exposing, you know, the mm-hmm. the late these in the late sixties. Now, of course, it goes further back, but let's deal with the fifties and the sixties. See, I okay. feel like. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm listening. Go ahead, brother. Well, I look at it like this. Our history is a puzzle because it's been so confused, and, and our enemy has pretty much lied about a lot of things concerning the black community. But when it comes to black men and black women in the world, I think that we were infiltrated by, you know, uh, by, you know, the welfare state and the liberals, mm. and I think all okay. that started going. I think that started all the way. But that goes back to Margaret Sanger, Gloria Alred, and all they did was use the sisters against us. But then, if we mm. look at it today, I feel like the sisters have have taken the bait. Like Judas took the twenty pieces of silver, and I feel like mm. when they accept when they accepted the welfare state and the white women's mm. movement, they took us out of the equation. See, because the white folks okay. have never best interest as a community. That goes all the way back to slavery. So, okay. I the, so, women's movement and the welfare state destroyed the black community. Not, not anything else. Not slavery. Not Jim Crow. Because we defeated those those two things. But we cannot defeat okay. a system. We cannot defeat a system that decided to divide us with their material things. And that's okay. what happened. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, let, okay, uh, I thought you, you were finished. Go ahead. I'm going to let you reply yep. on that one because I got other points that I want to give you, but I want to get your point okay. on on that. Okay. Um uh, first off, I want to I want to I want to say I thank you for calling in. I appreciate you for listening to the video in the first place. That's number one. Number two, I just would like to point out to the listeners and to even yourself because maybe you weren't aware of what you were saying. But if you noticed, everything that you said was, well, I feel like, I think, everything that you're saying is coming from is coming from a, a place of subjectivity. That's your that's the first error in your um, presentation because the, the, the goal is to be objective and look at the information and follow where the, where the breadcrumbs lead us. So that's number two. Number three, concerning feminism, because there tends to be this demonization of feminism. And let me be clear, I'm not a feminist, but I am, um, I am adept to understand that there, there would need to be a feminist movement because feminism actually serves as a check against white male hegemony. Prior to the feminist movement, white men were not 
were not even seen as rape. Or, I mean, they were not seen as rapists. It was the feminist movement that that exposed rape culture that was uh, solely in the control of white men that exposed white men as the actual rapists and not black men. Because what, what we tend to do is, is we talk about uh, how the feminists would use the myth of the sexually menacing black, men, black male to get funding, to get resources from white men. And that makes sense because we have to understand that, and I'm not, I'm not capable of what they're doing, but I'm just saying that that approach reflects the political reality of the day. White, white women and white feminists could not, come, could not come up really saying that we are here to challenge your dominance over the entire Anglo-American apparatus. So they would have to use that stigma that black men had concerning, uh, con- uh, that white men had concerning black men to actually get something done for themselves. And also, even concerning that myth, let us understand too that, that white men didn't need feminists, feminists to demonize black men as sexual brutes. The movie Birth of a Nation actually did that, and that had nothing to do with, with, uh, with, with feminism. That's number one on the feminist point. Number two on the feminism point is we act like black women were deceived or tricked into buying into feminism when, the, when, the, when actually black women were iterating and enumerating the tenets of feminism before there was a such term as feminism. You had, uh, you had black intellectual um, revolutionary scholar sisters like Anna, Anna uh, Julia Cooper, who in her, uh, in, her, in her book, Voices from the South, expressed a need for black women to possess the ability of self-determination precisely because they, their, their men, their male counterparts, were dominated by white men. And because black men have been dominated by white men, black women have been left without any protection. See, so we want to ignore that. And, and, and another thing we do when it comes to feminism, too, is we pretend and act like black men did not take their cultural cues from how they deal with their women from white men. We, 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 want, to totally, we want to totally ignore that. So that, that's the point. That on, that's what I, I have to say on the feminist point. Now, concerning welfare. You mentioned how they, you know, the, the rise of the welfare state and the liberals and, and how that came and tore down the black community. First thing we have to understand is that within the confines of, of America, we've never had a black community. Because what we have to do is quantify what is a community. How do we define community? A community is a space where you control your politics, your economics, your judicial system, and your education system. We've never had a community because we've never had that power. I, I, you know what? I'm often perplexed, and this is a shot at at um, scholars like uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, who who talks about um, you know black nationalism, black empowerment, and how you know they they try and make it seem like integration was just this bad thing where we sold out to white people, and 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 that's what that's what messed us up. But then we'll turn right around and say that as black people, we don't have the ability to be racist. Wait a minute. See, because now you're saying two different things. If black people lack the institutional systemic power to exclude white people based on race, how could you how could you make any black any all black institutions that would that that would wield any real power? Those two things cannot exist. 
See, and, and, and what we have here is we have the perpetuation and the propagation of, of a zeitgeist. And at, the, and at the forefront and core of this zeitgeist is the black male ego because the black male does not want to be honest with himself and tell the truth. And that truth is, is that we have been dominated in every area for the last 500 years. And every, every ill that we see within our communities and within our households and within, and, and within our families is a reflection of that reality. All right, I, that, that was my response. You can go ahead. Let me retort. I have no problem with feminism. I have a problem with our sisters joining the white women's movement. The feminism was I have no problem with women getting her rights and doing all that stuff. I know there's a white man right. who's a rapist because he, 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 you know, it wasn't just black women that were being raped. It's called breaking. A lot of black men got raped too to destroy the image right. of the black man doing So right. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with 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 us buying, you know, drinking the poison Kool-Aid of the white woman's message. And when that message came through, what happened? Mm. Our sisters took the welfare state away from us. And this is what, after integration, but prior to integration, desegregation, we actually did have a black community. We had black businesses. We ran black schools. We ran black banks. So we really did have something prior to integration. Now, the mm. slick move was, the slick move was to integrate us so that we would have no power and that would put us back in economic slavery under them because we were free mm-hmm. to a degree because we even, you know, like what, slavery ended in 1865 and it took us, what, 20, 25 years to, to, to get on our feet. Reconstruction started. We started building all this stuff mm-hmm. and they wouldn't work. So we did have our own businesses. We had our bank. We had all that stuff. And they took it from us. If you ever heard of Black Wall Street, they bombed it. They 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 took right. everything black community. They well, let me ask you this. Okay, okay, let, okay. Let, well, let me let me ask you this because you said they bombed it. So if so if so if they bombed it, and they and they were able to wipe it out at every instance when we did build our our quasi communities. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna address what you mentioned when you said that, because there's actually a sociological term for what you're mentioning. But um, if if we had our own communities. How were they able to wipe them out? That's, that's, well, that's my entire point. Okay, well, the reason they were able to wipe it out is because we don't run the law. We didn't have Congress. We didn't have senators. See, when you're, when you're a whole and, 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 and so, I, so hold on, hold on. I, I, I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but I just, wanna, I just want the listeners and I, to, to acknowledge what you just said. We didn't have the laws. We didn't have the politicians. We didn't have the protection from Congress, and that is what – the, the the scope of the civil rights movement and integration was for. It was to integrate us into the political apparatus so that we could have those uh, access to those measures of protection to actually so we could actually build our communities. Okay. That's, that, but, that was the entire purpose of, of integration, sir. Go ahead. I hear you. I hear you, but let me retort. Now, okay. we said we integrated us to give us these protections. Have we had those protections? Have we been able to build that back up? How come if we have what? those protections, we have, hello? Yeah, if no, we go have ahead. Those, if we have those protections now, how come we can't build another Black Wall Street? How come when you go to the hood right now, majority of the business owners mm-hmm. are not black? Matter of fact, I moved, right. I, moved, right. I moved through Denver, Colorado from St. Louis, Missouri. 
and in St. Louis mm-hmm. on the north side, all it's all black folks, but we have none of the people. The Arabs took right. over the store, the Chinese people there. So I have to disagree, you know, respectfully that we had mm-hmm. more power when we segregated from them because we were able to control our schools. If you think it, if you look back at the education prior to integration, our black folks was really educated. I mean, we, we mm-hmm. learned so much about our we hardly they don't teach us nothing about our history now. And in the only well, we have what, February, Black History Month, when it should be all year long because we built it. The black man built the first right. White House. So I kinda right. feel like, you know, I feel like they really destroyed us in a sense of integration because now think about it like this. Who was our bosses during slavery? White men. Who are bosses at our mm-hmm. job? Majority white men. Who run Congress and mm-hmm. Senate? They put us back under right. their, their, their economic system and what has it done? It has enslaved us. If we don't do what they say, they can fire us, bro. Right. They don't love us. But, but they he, never do love us. Right, but 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 this is and this is this is the precarious position and the predicament of the American Negro within America, because as it stands, the American Negro is the only um, citizen. Now I'm use, I use that term loosely that is disenfranchised and oppressed by his home country. Now, um, concerning what you just what you just said about about um, about integration. I think we have to acknowledge that there's been a certain level of romanticizing a time period that that has long since passed. And so we nostalgize the 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 time period before before integration because what you ju- what is implicit in your assessment of of integration is a certain level of disillusionment and uh being disaffected by the results. And what we have to understand is that is that there was a backlash. There was a backlash that inhibited the results of integration. Early on in the 1970s, black people actually began to make progress on every front. Even, even black men within um, the job market had reached parity with white men when it, when it, when it comes to uh, when it came to um, pay, black women made tremendous strides after the civil rights movement. Prior to the civil rights movement, and prior, this is something else that Dr. Claude Anderson and a lot of these scholars don't tell you about, about affirmative action. When affirmative action was first enacted, it was enacted by John F. Kennedy as an executive order. When Lyndon Baines Johnson passed the, uh, the affirmative action as a, as a bill, it was uh, Dorothy Height who who injected the woman's clause, and, and and it was you had some senators you had some uh, senators from up from up north who who wanted to put a a clause in there a clause in there to also help white women. But but when affirmative action was first enacted, the biggest beneficiary of affirmative action was black women, black women. And what we have to understand too is that that was not something that was that that had to be detrimental to the family because the fact of the matter is that black women have always worked. Sixty uh, percent of black women before the before affirmative action became law worked as um, they worked as civil servants. They worked in the houses of these white men as nannies, as maids, and a lot of these sisters would be harassed, 
they would be assaulted, they would be uh, subject to all manner of, of of mistreatment. Also, within the nineteen in the nineteen seventies early on, black men and black women were hired in corporate America in commensurate numbers proportionate to their population numbers. Because that's another myth that we tell, like like they just started hiring all these black women and then they they purposely excluded black men. The reason how come women have taken over in black women have taken over in corporate America as opposed to black men is because the type of work that's there. Men, it's, it's not work that men would that men would t- typically do anyway, and so we ignore that. Um, uh, also, um, now the, the 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 civil servant rate for black women who who work as civil servants has fallen to two percent. So. Affirmative action didn't begin to disproportionately benefit white people and white women until Ronald Reagan. See, this is what the this is what the Reagan Revolution was about. And I want to touch on welfare too because we demonize welfare. We often talk about the man in the house rule, and we use that and cite that as some proof of black men being taken out the home. I just want to make a couple of points on that. Number one, and the, that rule was only on the books for four years. So it was on the books from 1964 to 1968 till it was was deemed unconstitutional by the Supreme Court via the King v. Smith Supreme Court case. And that case was a case that took place in in Alabama where you had a a black woman by the last name of King. And this woman had three children. Her first two children was by her husband who died her second, ch- her third child was by a, was by her black cohabitating uh, living husband who who abandoned her. Now you also had another another black man who I, f- I think his last name is Smith. I can't remember for sure, but he he was he was married with nine kids, and what he would do is he would go by Mrs. King's house, and they would lay up and cavort over the weekend. So she got caught up in one of these. And one of these welfare, you know, welfare raids. So we, when we talk about the man of the house rule, we talk about it from a disingenuous, dishonest aspect, making it seem like they were just coming to take husbands and fathers out the home. No, they were not. The man of the house rule was not was not added to this to the the the, the welfare um, requirements by liberals. That was added by conservatives because the man of the house rule was an attempt by, by conservatives to disenfranchise poor black people from getting the help that they should be getting from, from the government the same way white people got it. The liberals didn't put the man in the house rule in, 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 the, welfare, uh, in the welfare bill. The conservatives did that. And it was that reality that made the Supreme Court strike it down as unconstitutional because it was racially biased. Can so the very purpose of the... I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I want to say this. There was a mm-hmm. lot of points you made. I want to go back to... I guess I'm going to just jump in there. Well, you talked about 1970s okay. and the black... You said the black women were... You know, in my view, black women were given a giant leap over black men because that was the plan of the white man, the agenda to 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 take away power from the black man in his own family. Now, I'll say this. But hold, hold on, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to rebut that right quick. 
and then I'll let you, I'll let you go. But just let me say this. They didn't have to do that, brother. They come out, they they come and take you out your home and string you up in front of your family. They, and this is what I don't understand what brothers say this stuff. All right, go ahead. Because I'm in my fifties, bro, and um and I, my mm-hmm. grandmother she died she died around in the and my grandfather died in ninety six. And mm-hmm. what I what I was informed by then was during that time and by my mother mm-hmm. and all them that you know mm-hmm. they sent white women white women out to inspect the black household to make sure there were no black clothes no no male anything in those households for them sisters to get that benefit so and there's another thing that I want you to check out and and, and hold on because what 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 um what 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 was this in the north was this was this in the south where was this at this was in the south and then another thing when you talk about the Supreme Court. Remember mm-hmm. Juneteenth. Remember that because the same, the same the Supreme Court made a lot of laws, but the South didn't respect those laws. Think about Mississippi burning. You know, think about that movie. Uh, yeah, a lot of just because the feds said something don't mean the states obey because there's a difference between federal law and state law, especially at that time. And the South didn't want nothing to do with us. You know, Mississippi, Alabama, right, all right, right. So the, I got you. So the the thing is. That just because they set it in motion doesn't mean that it was something that happened. See, I look at it like this: I love my people. That's why I study my mm-hmm. history. That's why. I, that's I mean, I love my people. But then also, there's people within our people that ain't our people. Malcolm X was killed mm-hmm. by black folks who are people. Martin Luther King was watched by black men who joined the FBI who wasn't our people. Chaka Zulu right. was killed by. You know what I'm saying? By his own people. By his own people. So everybody that looked like us ain't with us. Okay? So. Right. And that's, and that's the same thing with black women and black men. I don't put the um, the the problems of the black community all on the black woman. But each black men and black women have a certain level of responsibility for, the, for what's happening to our community now. And their responsibility is different than ours. Like I said when I, in, my, in my quote, that <coughs> I, worked, I, worked, I worked with the court system, and I've seen so many black women destroy black men in the courtroom. The judge and was happy to lock that brother up. And, I, and like I said, working with the system. And why was he getting locked seen, up? Was he, was he getting locked up because of, because of child support? Brother, let me tell you something. Whether it was child support or false accusations of abuse, I've seen it all. I sat back and, I mean, like I said, the court system does not care about a black man's life, and they don't. Because I sat back and seen brothers who moved from other states to other to, to the states where their kids was, and as soon as they got to that state, that black woman had them in the had them in the family court. Next, you know, that brother's going to jail because he, he or child support or whatever. See, my thing is the, the court system. Well, 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 let me let me let me let me let me interject right there because then I would have to ask you the obvious question: How come how come the brother hasn't been paying his child support? Well, look, brother, let me tell you. You something. can't. You can't. I, I've never seen anyone. I've never seen anyone get get locked up for paying their child support the way they're supposed to pay it. So if he's getting locked well, up, it's because he hasn't been paying his child support, right? No, you're wrong about that because there's go look on the internet, Google. There's been brothers that paid their child support up and went to jail. This system don't love us, and it, as as a as a as a person who works that. in the as as a person who works in the court system, I'm telling you, I've seen all kinds of things. They 
The 13th Amendment said that they abolished slavery unless you go to jail. And so a lot of brothers, I feel like this is just my opinion, and we're just having a respectful debate, but I feel as though right. when we, I feel as though when when the black woman took the welfare benefits, that's a lot of money to give you for free housing, free food, and free um, free money because something has to pay for that. That has to be paid for. And to me, black men were paying for that because once you get a felony and you go to jail, you become their slave again. And that, and to right. me, when you when when the black community doesn't know their history and doesn't put the puzzle together to see what's going down, then we fall into the trap that they laid for us. They've never had right. our back. They never cared about us. And to this point, I think now the big problem is us because if we united and knew our history and got back to our God, then maybe we can fix this thing with each other because we, you can never stop your enemy from being your enemy, but you can definitely get your community together and challenge your, in, your enemy. But you have to be unified. Black men and black women, you got to stop arguing and fighting right, with I, each other with the things that we can't control. Right. I, 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 agree, I agree with that. But let me, let me read something. Uh, and this is, this is concerning welfare. And what you, what you, when you were just mentioning the man and the house rulers or something, and the source that the source that I'm coming out of is a 1960 study of AIDS-dependent children in Cook County, Alabama. It says, <clears throat> in the beginning, the number of AFDC families in which the father was absent because of desertion was less than a third of the total. Today, it is two-thirds. Hugh estimates that between two-thirds to three-fourths of the 50% increase from 1948 to 1955 in the number of absent father families receiving ADC may be explained by an increase in broken homes in the population. The typical ADC mother in Cook County was married and had children by her husband who deserted. His whereabouts are unknown, and he does not contribute to the support of his children. She is not free to ma- to remarry, and has and ha- and has had an illegitimate child since her husband left. Um, the study, the steady expansion of this welfare program as of public assistance programs in gen- in general, lays its claims that uh, to the to the desertion of men. Now that is a that is a government source citing what citing what what one of the problems was and, and this is the problem that I have when it comes to when it comes to black men is that we want to we, we act like black men in the nineteen forties, the nineteen fifties, the nineteen sixties were sitting around having meetings every day trying to figure out how they could beat this white man and, and, and fight and, and get rid of uh, white supremacy and how they could just do everything they needed to do for their for their families and their wives. That's not the re- that's not the reality. Men, men black men we're, we're, we're on bullshit, and unfortunately, that is something that has continued and 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 perpetuated and perpetuated itself for the last for the last fifty years. And in my estimation and in my view, not much not much has changed from that time to now. And it's too convenient for us to to to, to create these straw men and these let tropes me, let me about what has transpired. Me, okay, go ahead. Okay, no, hey, you know I told. I, I agree with you to a certain degree, but you have to include during World War II, a lot of black men left and um, and were 
forced to get in the military and they and they died. Right. And if you want to talk about, then you, then you got to include Vietnam. You got to include Vietnam right. when a lot of people were forced to go there and they came back on drugs that they got hooked on there. Okay, so right. so right. yeah, but but, see, not, but here's the thing though, none of none of none of that is the black but, woman's fault. But let me, I, because I, I, when, because when you hold on, I'm gonna make this point. I'm gonna let you finish. When you started this conversation, you didn't mention any of those things. I understand everything that you're talking about, and what we don't talk about is the effect that Vietnam had when it came to taking to taking the black man out the home. But what we right. do is we ignore that and we blame black women. And the reason why we do that as men is because we know that it's easier to assign blame and accountability to black women because because it's a harder it's a harder thing and a harder task to hold someone who's more powerful than you accountable for what they've done to you. Listen, I understand I everything you just said, but you, you didn't open up with any of those things. You said it was because of feminism. You said it was because of welfare and black women aligned with white women, sir. And, and right. now when I, when, I, when I just read a source that shows what you're saying may be is dubious at best, now you're, right. now you're citing right. Vietnam and World War II. Go ahead. Now, see, brother, see, when we started this conversation, our mm. history is not simple. So when we're talking and having a conversation, other things come up. So you have to, when you mention some things, I have to throw into Vietnam and the World War II because that's part of the right, history. Right, I got you. That's part of the problem. Right. So it wasn't that I was trying to avoid anything. I don't do anything. <clears throat> but what right. I am saying is but you know what? that all of this. Hold, hold on, hold on part, one second, Bernard Bush. Because uh, we got a, a 713 number that might be that might be Jonathan because he actually joined in. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, call a 713. Is this Jonathan? Uh, that's me. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, okay, I'm sorry. I just, I just I just saw you was on a you were you were on the line. Okay, so me and Vernon Bush have been having a lively debate. Um, I, I guess you've been listening in for 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 a while now. Uh, so you can you can join in and make your point. I'm I'm gonna let Vernon Bush say what he has to say, and then you can rebut anything you heard that I've said or that he said that you may disagree with. So Vernon Bush, go ahead and make your uh make your point. Okay, well see that's why I don't assign all this blame to black women because I know that they were the weaker ones during that time, and um and and so mm-hmm. I put all blame on the, the agenda to destroy the black community. Now I have no mm-hmm. problem with with white folks today because why? Because I don't blame them for everything. They did what they they do by nature. They, what they did in the slavery mm-hmm. was their nature. What they did after slavery was their nature. During Reconstruction, when they did when they bombed Black Wall Street, that was their nature. So I don't blame them for being mm-hmm. in their nature. But I do look at it like this: that black men and black women do have an individual responsibility for what's happening to the black community. And black men have never turned the black the black men have never turned black women over to a court system to destroy them. And now, if you if you really look into this court system and see what's happening, a lot of sisters are dis- a lot of black women are destroying black men for the for the benefit. And then when I was telling you about the court system, a lot some of them black girls didn't even know who the baby daddy was. They were just trying to get somebody on 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 a birth right. certificate so they so that they can get that get those free benefits. And it, in my experience in the courtroom is I had to shake my head because I love my people. I love my history. Right. I value the millions, the millions of gallons of black blood that was spilled on this soil of our people. You know what I'm saying? So right. when I look at it, I'm like, I don't understand us because they have already showed us their plan. If we just look and open our eyes, we'll see 
what happened to us, and we can stop blaming each other because there is blame for each other, but overall, we didn't destroy our own community. Overall, we didn't destroy our own family. That was an agenda right, I to put us back in Okay. Um, all right. I, I, I agree with I agree with uh, most of what you just said right there in that little piece. Um, Jonathan, anything you would like to add or rebut um, that you've heard thus far, sir? Sure. I'll just uh, back up Vernon Bush with the whole thought that uh, he made a, an excellent point earlier about uh, mm-hmm. child support and welfare. Mm-hmm. Child support alone right. to this day in this country uh, is about $24 billion. And that, and again, right. that's not even counting welfare. That money it okay. has to come from somewhere, and a lot of it, uh, of course, uh, comes from taxpayers. But they are also making the, a money off of individuals that are in prison. Tons of money, right. billions right. of dollars. If you just go, so so here's research, the question: you'll see all sorts of companies that are involved in that. So right, I, like, I, I, what, I understand the institutional systemic. Systemic racket that may be prevalent within uh, welfare and within child support, but here, but here's the thing, and I think this is something that black men fail to comprehend. As a man within a male-dominated society, whether you're dominated by by another male or not, you are a resource, and this is how come I tell brothers that you need to value your seed because when you dispense your seed like a condiment. Because because as men, we tend to operate with no sexual inhibitions with who we decide to lay down with. When you do that and you get and your and that woman receives your seed, she's receiving she's receiving value from you. She's receiving value. See, we act like child support and these things exist in some vacuum. They do not exist in a vacuum. There is a historical pedigree and a historical arc to child support and to single mothers and to deadbeat fathers. That is something we have to be honest about. And so the question the question is, is do do black men feel like they have a fundamental right to procreate and not rear their seed because they might they may be inconvenienced by the systemic institutional um um reality of white supremacy, and if the answer to, and if the answer to that is is yes, then I would argue that these men who 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 take that lean and take that approach have no right having sex because at the end of the okay. day, that's what sex is. Sex is fundamentally reproducing. That's why we have okay. sex. Could, Go could ahead. I interject one thing. One thing. Yeah, you can. I agree. I, I agree with you on the whole front that men need to be responsible on that end. However, right? How, what do you What do you do? Like, uh, and I'm pretty sure Burning Bush can back this up because I've seen it in action mm-hmm. in the courts as well. What do you do about right. an individual who took measures to protect himself from having a child and so forth? And then mm-hmm. get a court order saying you need to come to court because you are accused of being the father. Now, whether that individual is the actual father or not, he still has to uh, abide by that court order. Right. And it, and it has happened where individuals that are not the father on several occasions have been penalized mm-hmm. monetarily and in jail time, all on the word right. of a woman. Right. Well, this whether, is, whether, see, that's whether the, he was see, that's the thing. 
And it's, it, it's still, it's still, it's still going to go back. It's still going to go back to the to the earlier point that I made. And this is this is the thing. See, because this is what we can't do as black men. See, we we cannot argue on one hand when it's convenient for us that our existence as black men, as masculine black men, as masculine black men who are sexually variant, virulent, sexually active, and masculine black men who are sexually variant virulent, sexually active, and who are fathers, that we matter, then turn, then, then turn around when we're inconvenienced by the reality of us mattering, now we, we want to uh, absolve ourselves from that. What I mean by that, is, by that is this. We have all these different sociological metrics to quantify the real adverse effects of a black father not being in the home and not being in the, in the child's life. So what the system is going to do, because the system understands that you matter, because one way or the other, the system is going to deal with the consequences of whoever that man was that created this child, then they're, then, then they're going to pass that, that buck to whatever black man so happened to frequent that black coochie and that black vagina. And, 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 and I'm, I'm perplexed as to why Brothers have such a hard time comprehending and understanding that because you're we you're you're the one saying you matter. So if black father if black fathers matter, then they matter. The system doesn't care if you father if, if if you're the father or not because they have this sociological profile telling them that if there's no father there, all these adverse adverse effects are gonna are gonna happen to take place and still burden the system. Do you want? Do but we we're not, But we're but we're not arguing the system. What I was arguing to you was is that this uh-huh. is not a, a whole thing about a system or anything. Or what we're talking about is the whole idea of a quote unquote community, which I say doesn't exist. But if these black it's women right, were I, supposed I to be for we you, don't have a community. If they, if, if they were if they were supposed to be for you, why are they uh, taking these measures uh, to? Uh, when it, it could be an individual that is absolutely innocent. Can I jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, hold on, think, hold on, guys, hold on, because I have a, I have a call. I think, I think this is my good friend uh, Cookie. I'm, a, I'm a, she probably has something to say, but you can go ahead and make your point. But I just wanted to announce that I was going to bring her on because she pressed one. But go ahead, uh, go ahead, uh, Bernie Bush. Yeah, uh, Cookie. We got Hey guys. Yeah. Hey, 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 listen. Hey, it could be listen. Let let Vernon Bush make his point, and then I'll let you say whatever you had, whatever you have to say. Okay. 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 Um, go ahead, Vernon Bush. We also got to include individual responsibility. I do believe that brothers have to really consider who they give their seed to because it can really is detrimental right. to their safety and their freedom. But at the same time, we can't treat our black women like children because. When you get when you turn eighteen you're an adult. When you turn twenty one you're a legal adult. When you get in your thirties you get grown because throughout your eighteen to in your thirties you're learning about life. You're learning you you're learning you're gaining different experiences to really to, to decide whether you're gonna be a grown person or not. You got people that's thirty, forty, fifty years old that are not grown but they're still adults. So we gotta look at an individual responsibility too. And so and I will tell you, okay. if you look at if you look at the statistics, the statistics, black men pay more child support than white men who have babies. Um, Mexican men. I mean, I've seen 
That's not the information I have. I'm going to have to challenge you that on, Bernard Bush. That's not the information that I have. Uh, it, actually, white women, white women receive, they receive, white women receive more, more welfare than black women mm-hmm. because they, they, they fund yeah. welfare based on region because I they mean, understand that, black, that there are certain pockets of, of higher black populations regionally based on region. So certain, like regions in, in middle of America, where it's, where it's totally red in, in all white states, they actually have a higher welfare allotment than, than areas like Newark, New Jersey, for example, or, or New York, for example. Talking, and, I'm, not, I'm not talking about welfare. I'm talking because uh, I know white women. There's more white women, and they get more. Right, more but, but I, I just, I just, I just, I understand you're talking about child support, but I just segue that to to make a point. The the point is okay. this: is that white people are going to always uh, receive the lion's share of the benefits. That's what white supremacy is. And while we're on that topic, no, I, let's 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 rephrase let's rephrase white supremacy and call it what it really is, because they're not they're 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 not white nor they're supreme. The more accurate term for what we're dealing with on a systemic institutional level is something I call AWD, which is asymmetrical white domination, where they, where due to their dominant position, they they asymmetrically dominate the institutions and the systems to benefit themselves. And so what we what we really have going on is is a racial asymmetry here. But um, White women receive more. They they receive higher instances of of child support, and they receive more more money on child support. And after and and I understand it's because white men make more money than black men. But the point is, they still receive more. They still receive more. That, but uh, hold on, let's 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 get Cookie. Hold on, because we still have time, guys. Uh, let let's get Cookie's uh, thoughts and see what she has to say. What you, what you got for us? <laughs> Oh Lord, Lord, Lord. Um, okay, I work in a courthouse. Let's get some feminine energy on here. I don't, I don't, I don't do no sausage, Kenya. Kenya, Kenya couldn't make it in. I'm glad you called in. So what, what you, what you said? First of all, I come from law enforcement. Okay. Secondly, mm. I work in the courthouse now, so I see. Okay. This on the, I'm in the state of Georgia. I see the bullshit on a daily basis. Now, I right. will say, now, every single case is a good case for a black man or a black woman because, you know, there's deadbeat mothers out here, too. We're not going to act like um, there's no deadbeat mother that owe a lot of child support. There's women right, out there that right. owe child support just like men owe child support. So when I say this, I go to court every single day and hear these things from these people that, will refuse to pay child support, will do whatever they can, duck and dodge, not report their earnings or whatever the case it is. And I'm specifically talking about black people and black men because I don't care about other races at this point. I'm talking about our people specifically. There are too many black men who literally dodge child support, will do whatever it takes to not pay child support, but then when they get caught and arrested, they want to get mad and start cussing everybody out and talking about how the white man is holding them down. Black woman is, is, is with this white person bringing him down. But you're, no one's right. bringing you down but yourself. No one Could told you, you right. to, go, to go promote. No, no one told you to go populate communities and think it's okay mm-hmm. to walk away. 
Okay? Right. No one told you to do that. And the welfare system Hold on, let, 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 let her make today, a point, and then you can respond. The welfare system today is much stricter than it was back in the 70s when it was established. Well, the 60s when it was established. Because right. I don't know why black men feel like women are getting millions of dollars a month off some doggone welfare. You have to work. <laughs> People have to work to get welfare. You can't get a damn check and food stamp without black ass to work. And, Right, and what and what they don't tell you is that married mar- married couples can actually have actually have access to welfare and food stamps, and I know yes, they can. because early on when early on when me and my wife were married, me and her both were were in the caseworker's office, and we got the food stamps, and we were going to get the welfare. We just had to do some work to get it. You, you, I mean, you know, exactly. so and, and and it's like brothers talk about welfare as if there wasn't an entire welfare overhaul that took place in the 1990s. It's like I we mean, totally I don't, I don't we totally ignore that, and and what it and what it speaks to, Cookie, in my view, is this sense of emasculation that 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 black men have, and I'm gonna tell you what it is, and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let the brothers say what they have to say. I don't I don't mean to uh, monopolize the conversation. All voices deserve to be heard, but let me make this point. Um, a lot of brothers are emasculated, um, you know, by by white supremacy. Psychologically, mm-hmm. they and, and what it is, what you have, what you actually have operating is because there's been a vacuum of black male leadership in both the family dynamic and in the community. We actually have now a culture of what I call a single mother culture, where black men are coddled. They are coddled, and we do, not, we do not, we do right, we do not instill within them and imbue within them. The sense of account of accountability, of being accountable for your actions, and I des- I describe asymmetrical white domination like this. It's, it's just like gravity. Is it real? Yes. Is it? It's but it's only fatal if you go skydiving without a parachute. Meaning that even though there are all these things in place that that tend to that tend to disproportionately affect black men, your personal mm-hmm. decisions and personal behavior have more to do with how you end up than anything else. The, the, the thing is, is that the effects of those errant decisions and behaviors are compounded by the systemic, institutional, cultural oper- operations and functions of asymmetrical white domination. So I just wanted to make Can that I point. Can I say something really um, quick? Can I say something real quick before? Um, okay. I, I, one of the brothers said something about how women will lie. They can't. They don't know who the baby father is, so they'll lie on some other brother to get y'all support. <laughs> he talking about more There's no way uh-huh. in hell, there's no court in the doggone United States that's going to accept that type of BS. How can you put something on someone that you don't know? You have to have a paternity test. Cookie. Period. You You're can, not getting. Hold on. Hold on. I, I'm telling you, I work in the courses. I know exactly what I'm talking about. You cannot get anything without a paternity test. Cookie, let me Period. tell you something. You without say, proof, you say, even in Georgia, if you have a kid and you're not married, you have to go get it legitimized before you get any type of benefits. It's, it's not. It's not what you guys think it is. Cookie. How can a woman get anything from a man that she don't even know who the man is? That doesn't make sense. Cookie, you're not listening. You Let me tell you something. You said you what? work in the courtroom. You said you're in law enforcement. Well, I'm not in law yeah. enforcement. I represent brothers and sisters. Okay, so what, what, what okay, somebody so what in law state are you in? 
You in California, right? You got to let me finish. Are you in California? Because I'm from California. He's in in Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Colorado. Okay, so that's a whole – I don't know about Colorado State. I mean, uh, laws. Well, see, that's my point I'm trying to make. See, I represented brothers and sisters, so my whole point I'm trying to tell you is every state has a brothers in Colorado, though. <laughs> Go ahead. Listen, I, re- I, well, I told you I was from Missouri first, though, right? But let me say right. this. Yeah. I, rep- I represented many brothers and sisters, and I will tell you this the state laws are different from, you know, they're different. And the point I'm okay. making is I've, 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 I've been in the courtroom and I've seen, and, and, and seen the court, I've seen the judge destroy brothers, and there wasn't much evidence. And all I'm trying to tell you is, in, in, in the state of Missouri, you don't have to um, – the, the man doesn't have to be there at all. You know, he can get named the father, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't come and do no blood tests or anything like that, he's automatically by default the father, and they, they come after him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're right. A lot of brothers have after, after, court, after child support comes after them, then they come to me, or they go to somebody like me. And then we mm-hmm. got to go to court and try to prove, you know, who the father is, who isn't. But I'm telling you, there's been many cases where the man was not the father um, by blood test, and the judge still made him pay because he was okay. already. Right. Now that, now that so, I don't. Could I, could I interject because... one thing? I, I, I don't. Could I don't I interject one thing. Go, go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I, I'm I'm from Texas, and there's a lot of black men. Okay. And the, and those, uh, that that whole thing that I was talking about about. A black man uh, going to court and he's not the father and he still has to pay child support. I know it because my brother is one of them. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff about all oh, that don't happen. I seen it with my own eyes. It's in, it's in my family. No, I believe I believe that happens. I, like I don't condone women who a person is on child support that she believes to be the father, and they comes to find out. Like years later, that after the man then bonded with the child and everything, that it's not the father, and he can't get his money back. I disagree with that. I don't. I don't think that's right. And there are cases right. like that. But what I'm saying is, right. black men can't blame black women for y'all's inconsistencies and y'all's irresponsibility. Just like she has to take responsibility <laughs> when she's raising that child. You understand what I'm oh talking about? Goodness. Because oh my goodness. when it comes to yeah. child support, hold on now. When it comes to child support. Okay, say, for instance, you, you, you with someone, y'all get pregnant. Okay, you decide, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Because at the end of the day, men walk in and out the damn door. A woman can't do that. A woman ain't going to do that. Right. That's not the nature. Why, 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 why can't that they do it? For whatever reason. Why, why can't they do it? They have the options to. Men don't have those well, options. Well, because, because they're being accountable and accepting responsibility. That's why. How are they? How, how are they? Let me, let me, let me, let me make this point. Let me make this, let me make this point. Financially what do you mean? So I'm supposed to just. I'm supposed oh, 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 hold on. Hold, 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 hold on, guys. Hold on. Because the man does it? No, that's not how, 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 how are they accepting responsibility for it if they're not paying for it? Well, because aren't they pushing that responsibility? Aren't they pushing that responsibility on off to the state via welfare and child support? First of all, your two hundred and fifty dollars is nothing compared to all the obligations she has to pay for in the damn household. Let's not go there. Exactly. But but, but, hold on. Let me let me let me let me make this point. Let me make this point. And and I I think this I think this is something. I, 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 I think this is something that. 
that that we that that we again that black men ignore and that I think that gets lost within the within this debate because they don't understand support. it is right is that is this men men create illegitimate children not women for for exactly. for a woman all her children are legitimate Ill, illegitimate child rates are a reflection of the men do we do we understand that. That's what a bastard is. Bastard is a masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-masculine-
Why do black men talk about the illegitimacy rates in the black society as if women control whether a child is legitimate or illegitimate? Men control that well, fundamentally. No, that's what that's what only, has happened. Go ahead. The, the only thing I'm saying is, is that there's a oh, go ahead, Vernon Bush. I don't want to dominate. Go ahead, come on, Vernon Bush. Then Jonathan, you can go, and then we'll go from there. All right. Okay. Well, the thing I want to say is this: to be to, to just to break all this down. We have we goes back to individual responsibility. Men have to be concerned about their seed, and women need to be responsible for who they let between their legs. That's just period. Every man, woman's jewel is woman's uh, jewel is her vagina, so she needs to protect it and be choosy about who goes between it. So that's just how I feel about it. Okay. Then secondly, we have to look at it like this: that we are grown. People, we are adults, and so adults make a decision whether it's a man or a woman. If a guy's out here making babies, then yes, go get him if he's not trying to be responsible. But the thing is that everybody has to be responsible for their own actions. Period. The man and the woman. And I have and, a daughter, and, and, I, and I'm a, and I'm a, oh, go ahead. I, I agree have with a daughter, that. and I and I taught my daughter. I said, listen. Your vagina, and it, it's sad that I have to be real like this widow, but I say your vagina is yours. You decide who goes into it, not him. Right. You got to make the decision. If you let if you let a bum get between it then and get you pregnant, then who who's who's responsible for that bum being there? I say you got to pick. You got to choose wisely. A lot of men out here want the candy between them thighs, right? But Right. You have to let you have to decide to let who's going to be to get between it, and so she she completely understood that, and it's just all about responsibility when it comes down to it. No, a, a man cannot make a, a woman women kids are legitimate to women because they have them, but there are plenty of women out here making poor decisions to have multiple men in one day, and they don't know who the kid the, the father is. I agree with that. That's 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 a problem. That's the, that's a result of uh, of fact culture. But I, what I think what I think we can't ignore though is we is the cultural di- the cultural dynamic that's operating that's taking place that all these that all these dynamics are taking place in. See, and 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 I understand what what you're saying when you when you when you mentioned to your daughter about the value of her vagina. And the value of having discretion when it comes to how she, how she behaves sexually. The problem is, is that we we tend to not give that same message to the boys. When it comes to our sons, we tend to give them. We tend to give them a totally different, a totally different message. And and what has happened now is that you have you have a crop of men, black men, who believe because of their social conditioning and their socialization, that it is perfectly fine for them to be predatory in their relationship dynamic as it relates to black women. And, 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 and the reality of that is how come you had to tell your daughter that? When if the, when if the, the, the standard was uniform across the board for, for, for men, for boys, because they have, because they have the seed, and, and that is come hell or high water, you're going to take care of your seed and handle your and handle your responsibility when it comes to that child. Then it would be irrelevant who's willing to let between her legs, would it not? See, so the problem, that, the fundamental problem within our within our family dynamic and within our community is that there is not any any black male accountability and the standard of manhood is so low. 
See, we can't we can't kind of talk about. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make the point. We can't constantly talk about how black men are targeted because that's been the entire vein of of Bernie Bush's um, presentation tonight. Is that how black men are targeted systemically and institutionally by white supremacy? So we can't make that argument and then not follow that that line of reasoning out to its obvious conclusion. And that obvious conclusion is this. If black men are constantly targeted, then that tells you that black manhood would be would have deficiencies. We have to be honest about that. And so when you have an entire community that uh, uh, an entire community that has been divested of uh, of of its black men through those systemic and institutional um, function, functions of white supremacy, mass incar- whether we're talking about mass incarceration, which is the which is more which is the prime the, the, the prime suspect when it, when we talk about this. So you have so so you've had thirty or forty years of of no black no black male leadership within the black community, yet somehow. We keep put, passing the buck to the women. How do we do that? Do we not see how illogical that is? Um, well, let me say this. Can I rebuttal? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm looking okay. for Cookie. Cookie, you still on? I'm still here. Okay. Um, I'm going a, I'm, I'm to a, I'm a, um, let you go. I got, I, cause I got another caller that I want to come in and make a comment. But I appreciate you for listening okay. and, and, and commenting. All right, thank you. No problem. Well, I say All right, go ahead, uh, Jonathan. I got another caller. Caller nine hundred one. I think this is Asia. Caller nine hundred one. I'm, I'm bringing you on. Go, go ahead and make your comment. I mean, go ahead and make your point, um, Burning Bush. Well, that goes back to parenting. You know what I'm saying? What's going on in the household? A lot of stuff right. that's happening in our community is because a lot of black boys and black girls are not being taught proper in the household. So. Right. That, but dealing with a single mom in a household, she can't teach her boys to be a man. Okay, some women, right. some women have done that, but a majority of them teach boys to be men. And so what happens is, mm. if these boys growing up around an environment that's fragile, that's where, where they're imitating mm. their moms, because you know, if you have any kids, you know you can tell your kids to do something, but they're going to imitate what's going on at home. So you have a lot of boys that are imitating what they see on a regular basis. So when you mentioned earlier how these boys are, um, don't have no masculinity, it's because they're being feminized at home by what they see and what they experience. Now, that's not all of them, but notice that when we're dealing with a lot mm-hmm. of black men today, and I've, and I've dealt with this in the courtroom, they don't have no, they, they have no self-control, and, and anything right. triggers them. Okay, so it's almost like... Right. So we have Who? to deal with the family. We have to deal with the family dynamics, and we got to deal with what's being what's being taught at home. Right, I, I agree with yeah. that. I, I, I absolutely, absolutely Can I agree ask a question? That. Yeah, go ahead. I, I want to ask this question: How come the black community focuses solely on telling a woman what she should and shouldn't be doing, or telling her she needs to stop doing this so the man doesn't have to take any accountability? She got to keep her legs mm. closed so he don't have to take the accountability to practice uh, safe sex. She got to she got to quit nagging him so he won't leave. It's just a lot of things that she got to stop doing <laughs> for him so he ain't got to do n- nothing. Right. What, I, mean, I have why, the answer for that. Time, 
I got another question. Why every time we talk about child support or holding black men accountable, they want to focus on the small portion of things like uh, like with child support saying that uh, they bringing the wrong man down there. How come we can't focus on what's really going on? The majority is men making babies and leaving, not wanting to take right. accountability. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah, I, have right. I have the answer for that. Blame the one. I have the answer for right, that. Let, let's see. Let's see because, what the answer is. All right, what's your answer, Donald? Uh, because the only one that's being charged to actually be an adult in any of this is the man. Uh, here's my uh, here's my thoughts on that. Okay. <laughs> let, have, let him make his point. Here you, you have men that are sleeping around. Am I saying that that's right? No, not at all. But you have women that are mm-hmm. doing the exact same thing. What do they get? Right. They uh, get. They oh, have the child. A baby. They they uh, and, and a baby and so forth. What does the man get? Jail. Nothing. If he doesn't have. What? When? When, is, when have you ever seen? When have you ever? When have you ever seen a situation where a person will go to jail for a bill? Mm. For what? For a bill. For, for a bill, but. I, but I, but I, but I, I think I, about I think, I think like, what we miss there, again. There's, there's a lot of things. Same it's, women it's more that than, have, it's, it, they have credit card bills. They have all sorts of bills, but they don't ever have to worry about going to jail. But see, y'all holding black women accountable for something they don't control. They are both having. The white sex. man made them laws. They are both having. If sex. you don't take care of your kid, you going to jail. If you don't help, women, don't take but, but, but 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 this but like, see but see mean, hold on like, hold on. Hold on, because this this goes to the point I made. This goes to the point I made earlier. The reason the reason why the system and, and, and what we have to understand too is that anytime you create you create a bureau, uh, another another government bureaucracy, you're creating a system that is arbitrary and that and that that um that doesn't deal. It's it's like a co- a cookie cutter approach. To, to to every to a to a certain issue is it's not something that is um, specific Correct. to each case and so and so because of that you're going to have failings within that bureaucracy but let's be mm-hmm. let, let's be um, let's be clear the child support system was a system that was created out of a necessity and 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 the reason is because men back when it back when it was it was convenient for them to do so. Would up and leave their children and their families. This is this is a, this is a historical reality. So, see, we keep talking about the issue as if I have it, I, it, I have in a vacuum, but it doesn't. Okay, I have so, no problem. But I'm and my question is this: If we do away, let's mm-hmm. just say we do away with child support, since since men are complaining, we do away with child support. What does a man have to do for his children? You know okay. what? I'm a, let me answer that. Let me answer that. I think that men, a real man, and I'm not talking about these boys we, out but, here. But see, little boys me, are out here making babies. So we got little, little girls are too. All. Little girls are too. Okay. But nobody talk about has, this. A whole bunch of little girls that are fast are doing that too every day. She has no choice right. but to be accountable. She's left to do everything. She'll have a choice. She has plenty of choices. She can go to any okay. uh, any uh, fire station and drop the child off if she wanted to. So are you suggesting? If she wanted to. Let me, let me get this. She has, uh, uh, that uh, man uh, does uh, not. Uh, 
Hold on, guys, because because it's, it's getting it's getting kind of uh it's, it's getting it's getting hectic. Let Ken, so Kenya I, has been listening patiently. Let 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 let's see what Kenya has to say. Kenya, what what do you have to say on the topic? Okay, thank you. I have a couple points because I've been thinking about things since um I got on. I started listening right before Burning Bush came on. Okay, so okay. I have a couple. I have a couple points I want to make. Okay, for one, when Burning Bush was talking about the way he had to explain the situation to his daughter, um, just the fact that he had to do that speaks to the predatory climate that Black women have to function within, and um, that problem is not solely bad decisions. It's the predatory nature that's acceptable for our men. And when mm-hmm. he puts the exactly. onus, when he puts the onus on the woman, I mean, he's essentially maintaining that climate by teaching her to navigate it instead of trying to work to, you know, abolish that. It's, it's right. not a good, right. it's not a good way to, for a woman to have to live. Okay. And another thing is I want to have know, it both ways. What? Can I repeat? No. Uh, you know what? Well, I just want to make Okay, I wanna say, how does Vernon Bush think that it's possible that black women are simultaneously way too masculine and but at the same time they're they're they just ooze femininity to the point where they can emasculate and effeminize boys? How how are me, black women doing both of those at the same time? Let me let me let me let me answer that then. I never said any anything that you said. I never mentioned black women being masculine. Anything that like, you didn't have to I'm, because all of these attributes that you are you know get, attributing you to black statement? women. Are you gonna let me finish my statement? Thank well, you. I mean you've been hold, talking hold, 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 for hold an hour because, and forty five minutes. Oh, hold on, because Kenya Kenya is actually is actually my co-host on the show, so this is just her. This That's is just cool. as much her time as it is mine. So let let her get let her make her points out, and then you can you can go ahead and make your points. Go ahead, Kenya. Okay, I just wanted to say that when he was speaking about uh, black women destroying the black men for uh, benefits, being welfare, food stamps, and Section Eight, I want him to know. That like Cookie said, they're not getting rich off of that. Those women still live in abject poverty, even receiving those benefits. And also, I don't know why you guys think that that black women just, you know, heard about feminism and just turned away good, loving, healthy relationships. Black women did not do that. The men who were pushed away, those were the men who could not provide for their families and I'm not saying that it's their fault or that they were losers or slackers. Sometimes it was not within his control, but that doesn't mean that that, you know, should affect the decision that the woman had to make at that point. Also, because of that man in the household rule, you know, that applied to men who would not commit to the family legitimately and become her husband, and that way he can go and apply for those social services alongside her as the head of the household. So my question mm-hmm. for Burning Bush is, what do black men expect women who black women who were faced with that predicament to have done? Were they supposed to be subject to homelessness and starvation as a show of solidarity along with their children to black men? 
Okay, is that what they me. really expected those women to do? And I want to know that if they think that, then doesn't that mean that that same white domination that has his boot on your neck would then put his boot on the entire family's neck and remove an entire generation of children from the home because it was unfit, and those it would have been a whole generation of black people that grew up in foster care. So, I mean, well, what I, is the alternative to what was done? Let me ask hey, Kenya, you. Kenya, let me yeah. ask you something. Hold, 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 hold on, I just want I just want to ask Kenya a question, right quick. Hey, do we have that clip, Kenya, or or it's not? We not? It's a no go. Yeah, we have the clip. Let me grab it. Okay, uh, hey, hey, hey guys, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a clip after a while, which is uh which is gonna be a clip from Daniel Pat Daniel Patrick Moynihan because a lot of brothers like to like to uh cite the Moynihan report and I think it's because they don't they don't understand what what he's really saying in that report so we're gonna get it in his own words but Vernon Bush go ahead and make go ahead and make your your uh your rebuttal or what whatever you had to say to to what Kenya just just mentioned. Okay. Well, Kenya, that same thing happened to us after slavery. When we were freed in 1855, the family was starving, the men, the women, and the kids. But check this out. Nobody came to our rescue. And what did we do? We, worked, we got ourselves together, our families together, and we built. And we, it took some time. And we struggled. It was hard for us. But we struggled and we built. And all of a sudden, reconstruction comes and we build up Black Wall Street, and we build up the black community, we build up black schools, we build up black businesses. That's what happened. Because the instances where you said that... I'm going to call foul on what you just said, Vernon uh, Bush. What you just said is a <laughs> profound mischaracterization of what, of what transpired after slavery and the Reconstruction era. Let's let let's let's make something perfectly perfectly clear here, and I hate to cut you off, but I, I I'd be remiss if I don't if I don't rebut what you just said, in in real time. I'm, black people, when, black, black people, when when they when 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 the, when the slaves were emancipated, the slaves did, the slaves had nothing, and 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 as a matter of fact, they were at, a lot of slaves were actually put in concentration camps. So you skipped over you skipped over what really happened. What happened was that you had northern philanthropists from the from the north that established the Freedmen's Bureau, that they established all these different things that helped put black people in position to make those things. That's what Reconstruction was. That and, and so see, let me say, this goes back to the earlier. This goes back. Hold on. This goes back to the earlier point you were making about integration. We have to understand that segregation was not. That does does not predate or, or pre-exist integration because slavery in and of itself was integration. Black people and white people historically within this country have always occupied the same space. They always occupied the, the, the same social spaces. That's what white domination what is. That's what white supremacy is. Hold on, because what they did, what they did was they enacted. Uh, Jim Crow segregation through Jim Crow to stifle the, to stifle the progress that Black people were making during the Reconstruction during the Reconstruction era, which was a collaboration between Northern white philanthropists who were liberal and and the the, the recently emancipated emancipated slaves. Once the segregationists 
not the segregationists, I'm yeah. sorry, the secessionists begin to repatriate back into back into the Union, and they begin to gain um, gain uh, prominent positions with, with, within the government. They begin to enact Jim Crow on a systemic institutional level, and that is what the the, the great compromise with Rutherford B. Hayes, Hayes is when he when he agreed um, to remove the the northern federal union troops from from the south and Jim Jim Crow began began in earnest. So it's not like black people just said, okay, we're gonna stick together, y'all, we're gonna be a family and we just gonna tough it out. No, that's not how that went. Black progress has always taken place in this country through a through a collaboration with white uh white liberals, particularly from the north. But go ahead. Let Vernon Bush finish making his point. Okay. Let me say this, Mark. The thing is, mm-hmm. that's, why I said, that's, why, that's why I said earlier in the conversation that this is more of a general conversation because our history is so detailed and long. So I was right. generally saying that basically after, after slavery, we did have to stick together because they didn't like us. You've got to remember, they didn't want slavery to end. And the brutal, the brutalness right. of a slavery was no joke. So, general in general, we did have to tough it out. We did have to deal with um, no food and no shelter. Who, who, like who, who, who is this? Who is this? We? Who is this? We that you're speaking I'm talking of? About you said. I'm talking uh, you, about said you said. You said. You said. Not. I'm sorry. Not we. They. Who is this? They were speaking of when you say they don't like us. Who you're talking about? Be, be more specific. Who is they? I, they is the white folks, the white folks who put us in slavery. They never did like us. Right, but, so but, my, uh, right, but, but, but hold on, here's, here's the thing. If, 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 hold on, hold on, because here's, here's the thing, and this is the problem that I have with, with those who take your position, including a lot of these so-called black scholars. We want to act yeah, like and pretend, and pretend like white people have been monolithic in, to, monolithic in their approach to racism and, and the race question. That is not true, and and I, and I think also what we what we do ignore is that those who carry water for the black nationalist uh, black nationalist lean, which is what you're espousing and spewing, whether you know it or not, they they readily ignore that black nationalism was not uh, started by black people. Black nationalism is a white construct. We do realize that the, the black to Africa movement yes, was started by white people. It wasn't started by black people. Okay. Just like the just like the NAACP wasn't started by black people. So let me finish. This. Right. I'm, okay, let me say ahead. this: that the whole point I'm trying to make is that we were unified and we had to fight together, regardless of all the detail, right. because it's a lot of detail. We know, we know, we know. All of us on the, on your radio show know that our our history has been diluted, and, and a lot of it's been lied mm-hmm. and erased. So. All the details we have, we're still missing details. But all I'm saying in general, okay. we stood together because after slavery we had to. That's just it's just the, right. the common common fact that we had to. And so the point I'm making to to your co-host is that if we did it before, we can do it again. We never had we never okay. had we never we never needed them to do anything for us. So we always were the hardworking people back then, and a lot right. of us are hardworking. But we also have a lot of us who have sold themselves out, who have, who have yielded 
to, 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 like you said, white supremacy, which I don't think that it is, but they have yielded to this system. They have yielded to the to the description of Jim Crow. They have, they have became really close. A lot of us don't even know our own history. So in order for us to even even do anything together, we have to start telling the truth. We have to start being responsible for our individual responsibility, and that's black men and black women. I'm not blaming black women for everything because the black community is responsible, black men and black women. So until we decide we're going to stop arguing, fighting with each other, and face the mm-hmm. truth, go back to our God and realize that we, if, we, if we do this in unity and love, we can achieve anything. We can, we can defeat this oppressive system, period. That's all right. I'm saying. Right. It's, 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 right. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. I feel your sincerity. Go ahead, Jonathan. The only, the only thing I'll add to Vernon uh, Bush is this. Uh, yes, he is uh, correct, and I agree with everything that he stated, especially the point that it is black men and women. If If individuals want to be treated equally, they have to take on equal responsibility. It can't be a whole thing of, oh, it's just a man and uh, uh, such and such. That's nonsense. But I think we all agree with that. You cannot have it both ways you cannot have it both ways where you're saying on one end, oh, poor woman, uh, dudes uh, took advantage of her, she got a uh, baby now, she got to take care of this responsibility. It's all on the man. When that same women, those same women are slut shaming, slut walking, and all this stuff. It's like, come on, but what people, what, what did you, what did you expect? <laughs> what did you expect from the lifestyle that you live? Come on, now that's ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I, I do, I do agree with that. But I think, I think, I think this is, I think this is the problem, though, and and, and this is the problem. I think, I think that. That, because implicit in your statement is that is that black women haven't been taking responsibility and accountability, and 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 I would have to say that that is pat that that is patently false. That is patently false. Uh, okay, well, uh, now we have to do, and that's and that's what I'm saying. How, how 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 do we litigate? How do we litigate when they're taking responsibility and and when they're not? Because they're not abandoning the children. You see, Dude, that's what I'm, I'm not saying. About, they're not they're not, not abandoning the children. Just because just because you just because you are taking care of a child that you gave birth to does not mean that you are a responsible adult. A responsible adult would have would have would have planned for that. A responsible adult would have not been laying up with three, four, five dudes a night and then See, wondering why they had a child. Right oh, now, but you mean, yeah. right oh, come on, Jonathan, because you 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 you're being you're talking hyperbolic but now. Come on, let's not let's 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 not. Let's let's not silly. Let's not silly. Hold on. Let's not let's not silly in the okay. okay. black, okay. black how, women and single how, how mothers. Hold on. Hold on. Like all of them just doing that. You know what I mean? Listen. Take the responsibility for your children. Hello. Taking responsibility for your children. Taking responsibility for your children is different from taking responsibility for your history. History and children are two different things. You should take the responsibility for your kids. I know a lot of women, women, black women, any women who get left with a kid have to has the whole responsibility. But being responsible for your kid is completely different from being responsible for your history. Yeah. And if we go back mm-hmm. to our history, 
we have to look at it. We got to look at it as black men and black women as a unit because we were both okay. involved in that. We were both right. I, I agree with that. But before, before before I forget, before I forget, guys, um, and 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 and, and Asia, thanks thanks for your call, um, because we 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 we're, we're winding down. I appreciate you calling your comment. Okay. Um, before we get too far off the beaten path, Kenya, do you have that clip? Because the original topic was the black community, the black community breakdown, and and me and Burning Bush and Jonathan have have two very different uh views on on how this on how it actually took place kenya can you can you can you play that clip for me hello kenya i think she's gone yeah i think so too i'm not gone here i am okay 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 all right yeah yeah The last, the last one. CBS reports once riot or revolt continues. Theirs, they say, is a different world about which white Americans have bothered to learn very little. Indeed, the first thorough study of Negroes and how they live in this country was completed only a few months ago. Our government, which conducts detailed surveys of everything from sugar beets in Colorado to social habits in Cambodia, had never before taken a close look at the 21 million Negroes of America. Daniel Moynihan, until this summer, Assistant Secretary of Labor, was in charge of the study and was staggered by it. Moynihan says the Negro family structure is collapsing, and we asked him the reasons. The first is, remember that American slavery was the worst slavery the world has ever known. We can't get that into our heads, because the standard of living of the slaves was high, perhaps. We don't think, we don't see how awful it was. We deprived them of the sacraments as Christians. We deprived them of any institutions of family life. We deprived them of any rights as human beings. There's a very long and complicated history, but we did. There's no other slavery like it in history. And there was no Negro family at all in, in the slave world. Secondly, segregation and the great humiliation of Jim Crow. What, what, oh, 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 what, what, what's what's causing the, the family disintegration? He said segregation. Let's, let's listen. Personal integrity of the Negro male. I mean, he was the man who took the brunt of it. Thirdly, urbanization poured into the cities. The, don't forget, the Negroes of our time, because they're Americans, we don't see them as immigrants. The Negroes in Watts were immigrants, just as much as the Italians or Irish or whatever who poured into the cities in the 19th century. And it wasn't a pretty sight in New York in 1870 either, let me tell you. Uh, the families break up when they leave countryside, rural, peasant life, and sort of dump into slums. Fourthly, unemployment. We have had 35 years of disastrous unemployment and uh, for the Negro male. He has never gotten over the Depression. He had four fair years, fair to middling years in the Second World War and maybe a good year in the Korean War, and that's it. Getting better just recently. But by and large, it's been going on beyond the imagining of the white world. I mean, rates of unemployment, you know, teenage unemployment in the uh, white world, in the Negro world day is almost 25%. Can you imagine that? That is a social crime. That's an outrage. There isn't a society in the world which will let 25% of a teenagers go unemployed. Uh, about a quarter of Negro families are headed by women. 
the divorce rate is two and a half times what it is. And all the, the, these, the number of fatherless children keeps growing. Um, and all these things getting worse, not better, over recent years. Uh, it's not a, not a matter of a bad situation that doesn't improve, but rather a bad situation that worsens. That to get that clear, it's getting worse. How do you learn how to behave from your father and your mother and your older sisters, maybe, and the people around you? Well, supposing there is no father, or if he is a father, he doesn't work, um, where there is no education, where there's no, no sense of, of getting ahead, where children are just brought up without any of that support which a family gives it. Then what do you end mm-hmm. up with? You end up a cycle of reproducing itself. A social pathology, a culture. Art, can you, you can stop it right there because I want I got a couple of points I want to make because we got we got a few minutes left. Hey, um, Amari, can I jump in real quick? Hold, hold on, let me let me make my points, brother, because I I I don't want to lose my track my train of thought, and then I'll let you see what you have to say. He 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 mentioned, and that report was done before the before the civil rights before. The uh, Civil Rights Act, the Great Society legislation that was signed by Lyndon Baines Johnson, that that we tend to want to demonize and, and act as if it was some plan to usurp or undermine some some um, some progress that was being made by black men. The fact of the matter is this: is that the black family within America has never existed within pristine conditions, because the core goal of white supremacy is to render the black male either invisible or ineffective. And it has been largely successful at doing that. The first thing he mentioned was slavery. Slavery did, may have not destroyed the black family, but it did weaken and compromise it. And this is how, this is how we establish um, ex- extended family structures where you would have the grandmother, the grandfather um, actually, you know, helping and, and helping to, to, to stabilize it. So the nuclear family has always been um, in a weaker position. The black nuclear family has always been in a weaker position as, as opposed to their white counterparts. The second thing he mentioned was segregation, the policies of segregation. How did we get these neighborhoods, not communities, but neighborhoods, because we don't have any communities. We have neighborhoods. That's what a hood is. Uh, we, got, we got those hoods. And we got in those hoods through institutional and governmental action and, and policies that disproportionately funneled black people into the inner cities. Also, a sort, one of the source materials that I come from all the time when I talk about when I talk about these issues, because it's something that I've been studying in depth for the last 24 months is a, a, a social uh, sociologist by the name of E. Franklin Frazier. In 1932, he wrote a book called The Negro Family in the United States. And one of the most profound chapters in that book is called, in, he, he titles it, Into the City of Destruction. And the case that he lays out in that book, and he was very prescient in his analysis of what would take place as the great as the great migration was happening, he talked about how that these black families looking for a better life uh migrating from from the south to the north he he mentioned how that once they got into the into the major cities that they would begin to to lose the moral fabric 
that was more prevalent in the South because the South is what they call the Bible Belt South. The the South has higher ha, has higher instances of marriage than any other region in the country, precisely because of the Christian, you know, the presence of the church within the South. The the North has always been more liberal. So as black people begin to migrate into the northern into the northern cities, they begin to take on the behaviors and the mannerisms of that region. Different regions of the country behave regionally. This is a microdynamic that none of these scholars or anybody will touch when we talk about the breakdown of the black, the black family. Um, an, another book that I like to that I like to uh, that I like to come out of is a book by William Julius Wilson. And it's called When Work Disappears, The World of the New Urban Poor. And I'm going to read something out of, out of that right quick. He says, there are many factors involved in the precipitous decline in marriage rates and the sharp rise in single-parent families. The explanation most often heard in the public debate associates the increase of out-of-wedlock births in single-parent families with welfare. Indeed, it is widely assumed among the general public, uh, among the general public, and, refle- and reflected in the many recent proposals for welfare reform that a direct causal connection exists between the level of welfare benefits and the likelihood that a young woman will bear a child outside of marriage. However, the scientific evidence, evidence offers little support for the claim that AFDC benefits play a significant role in promoting out-of-wedlock births. Research examining the association between the generosity of welfare benefits and out-of-wedlock childbearing and teen pregnancy indicates that benefit levels have no significant effect on the likelihood that African-American girls and women will have children outside of marriage. Likewise, welfare rates have either no significant effect or only a small effect on the odds that whites will have children outside of marriage. There is no evidence to suggest that welfare is a major factor in the rise of childbearing, of childbearing outside of marriage. Now, going back to what we just listened to with, with uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, he then went on to mention the integrity of the black male. And this is how come I get on brothers, because it starts with the men. This, and it, and he's, he was making the same point that I'm making, just in a different way. Because this, this, the, 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 the effects of, of, of white supremacy have been harsher on black men Many black men lack integrity because they're emasculated, and it's—I mean—it's it's an understandable, understandable phenomenon. But if we're not honest about what the issue is with 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 the brothers, then we can never really remedy it. And this is how come we create these social myths talking about welfare and what the, and what the women did because we don't want to face the truth about ourselves. We don't want to face the truth that many of us are terrified and are afraid of white supremacy. See, because what, what these black scholars have done, and I'm, I'm going to be winding down and you guys can say what you have to say. What these black scholars have done is that they have talked about white supremacy as if it is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipolitical when, when, when that is not the reality. The choices and the decisions and the way we behave and the integrity that we carry as men is totally within our hands to, to, to operate with. Uh, the other thing he mentioned was un- was unemployment. The unemployment rate for for black men has always been double digits. Recently, Donald Trump was going around touting how that there were historic lows for for for, um, 
for you know for black males. What we what 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 they're not really telling you is that is that the the unemployment numbers that we get through the various uh, bureaus of of the government, labor bureaus, and and from and from the news is not the real unemployment rate. The real unemployment rate j- just for the general population is always in the double digits. It always is. But when we start going into these into these concentrated pockets of black areas like Detroit, for example, or like Milwaukee, for example, the the, the unemployment rate for for black males is astronomical when we start looking at it in in the concentrated areas that it's in. See, because what they do to to make the number look lower than what it really is for black men is that they will do a macroscopic. Uh, Aggregation, aggregation of the data concerning black men, where they know there, there, there are several states where there are no black men, like the middle of the country. So that, so that, uh, that skews the numbers to make to make it look like like the unemployment rate is not as high as 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 it's been. See, so you have all these factors that were operating that actually caused the breakdown of the black family. And as I as I've stated consistently, we've never had a, we've never had a community. Now, when we want to talk about black men being taken out the home, if black men have been taken out the home, then I should be able to look through the data and see an influx of black men somewhere else in the populace if they have been taken out of the black home and thereby taken out of the black community. So where do I need to look to see that influx of black men? I look to the prison population. In the 1960s, via Nixon's uh, fake war on drugs, Black men begin to black men to be black men begin to be funneled wholesale into in into prisons. Prior to 1986, that the majority of the prison population were white males, and that's how come brother uh, Vernon Bush. I don't buy into this thing where they talking about with the Thirteenth Amendment. That's slavery because up until that uh, up until re- very recently, black men didn't even comprise the majority of the prison population. That is a recent phenomenon. But we act like it's not. So the real culprit, and, and the data bears this out, the, the real culprit that has a causal link to out-of-wedlock childbirths, single-parent homes, is mass incarceration. It's mass incarceration. Then when we, when we compound what happened in the 1980s with the crack cocaine epidemic and how, for example, the, the mortality rate of black males between the ages of 17 and 34 tripled. The infant mortality rate, because you had a lot of children that were being born um, that were that that were uh, crack babies. The infant mortality the, the infant mortality rate doubled. The, the real sea change in the in the in the black community was in the 1980s via the crack cocaine epidemic. So that was my final my final dissertation on 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 the topic for this evening. So I'm gonna let you guys see what you have to say because we're coming down to the last um the last 12 minutes. So I'm done I, I'm done as far as that's concerned. Bernie Bush, you have the floor. All right, thank you. First, first of all, thank you for being on the show. It was a very interesting conversation. And whether we agree in, uh, uh, or not on a lot of things, I agree with something you said. I learned a lot. So I want to say this real quick. Okay. You, stated, you stated that the unemployment numbers are wrong today, which is the very reason why I question a lot of things that are that I question a lot of history. I question a lot of things that people say. I question some of what you said, right. referencing some of the books. It's because there's so many okay. sources and resources out here that we it, it, 
it could be right, it could be or it could be wrong. And it seems to me that overall, us as black folks just need to love each other and forgive each other and start working to, working together to do something for our families because our families don't inherit no no family wealth now. All of it goes to material things to um, corporations and stuff like that because we're not saving our money. We're out here just having to be materialistic. So I don't really buy into a lot of things that um, that, that they say about us, what was written about us, because that's what they say. And I, and I understand what you just said because some of what you said does make sense. Some of it's right, you know what I mean? But I just can't sit back and just absorb all of it because I know that we've been lied on. I know that we've been played right. So, so I feel like you know, it's on us now. Like I said earlier in the conversation, it's it's not about what the white man could do for us or what he said or this said, but that said. Because I don't hate nobody. I love all people, but I do know the major enemy to our people is right there in our face, and that's white men because they always have the power over us. But as far as you know, as far as all of this, I just believe that. It's up to us now. I believe that we just need to love each other, forgive each other, and stop debating the, the small details and stuff that we don't know for sure and just start fixing our fixing it up. And last release, mm-hmm. I do last but least I do think that black men and black women have individual responsibility. So I don't blame the black mm-hmm. men for everything because the black men has been a pattern throughout history. No different from mm-hmm. um from the person from I can't think of his name it's on the tip of my tongue, but he killed John F. Kennedy supposedly. Lee Lee Lee, Lee, oh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. Yeah. So I think he was a patsy. I think black men play a patsy for a lot of things. And the sad part I think is mm. we're being passed to black women also when we need to just accept the fact that black women have responsibility for the destruction of our community just like the black man does. Yeah, right. I, 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 I've never, I've never made, the, I've never made the argument that that she doesn't. I've never made the argument that she doesn't. But the thing is that I like to, that I like to ask brothers is this is because they'll they'll say things like you know what you just said talking about the black women having you know taking taking accountability and stuff like that. And my response is this: In what ways have black men taken accountability for for the breakdown in the, in the black family that black women have? In what ways? And 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 also. What we really don't want to acknowledge is that black women and black children serve as collateral damage in the white man's war of attrition against black men vis a vis his 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 domination of black men. Francis how about, how about, how about hold on, hold on, hold on, because hold, go ahead. I was going to say, how about we how about we say his his war on the black family. Because he just didn't attack the black men. But that's but that's but that's but see but now we're not, but now you're 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 conflating the two, brother. Because you you just stated how black men serve as the patsy, and this is what we hear consistently that black men are the target. I understand that that there's an attack on that there's an attack on the black family. But your entire your entire premise this evening has been that black women have served as uh, as an accessory to the to the white men in in black men's destruction. Now you're making a, Now you're making a, a, another argument. Black no, women I and black children. Brother, all I'm saying is all, of you, all I'm saying is all works together as one. There's no. Mm-hmm. We can separate it, and there is some separation in the history and what happened to individuals, individual men and individual women. But 
All of it plays as one. It's a whole. It's one big piece of pie that's confusing. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, Jonathan, you, you got, we got five minutes left, so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you make the last statement. Then that's gonna have to. We, we, me and Kenya gonna close it out. What, what were you? What you had to say, brother? Sure. Just quickly, I'll just say. Uh, I'll say the same thing as Sir Bernard Bush. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I okay. apologize if I um, said anything that got on anyone's nerves or anything like that. It was just no, you know, we we we, we don't we don't censor here. Just so long as it's respectful, you can you can say what you have to say. <laughs> But go ahead. Uh, concerning the whole thing about, um, you know, black feminism and so forth, um, mm-hmm. my thoughts on that is is I understand that white men were doing a lot of things so far as uh, holding women back, but black men had right. no point. In it. They had no power. So to attack right. black men didn't make any sense at all. Uh, second, with the whole thing about black men being dominated for the last 500 years. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. Just as you just right. as it stated uh, with the, the guy that you referenced in the clip, he stated that mm-hmm. the brunt of the hit was against the black man. Right. Right. Okay. Right. So, but, 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 so, but it's supposed to be so against the black male. That's, that's how come we're, we're bigger and stronger and faster. It's supposed to be okay. against us. We should, we should so, want it so, harder on us than we want it on our women. Okay. So, with all of that, all I'm saying is, is today, what we have today, mm-hmm. you cannot state that everything is on, that it begins with black men and everything, and the majority of everything is on them. Black women have been contributing mm-hmm. to the state of uh, the neighborhood, and this is why I'm going to state that. That's true. I don't think that any one of you could walk or dance around. Everyone is a free moral agent. Morality has no mm-hmm. uh, bounds of leadership. Everyone That's true. Has, to, has to act in a moral way in order to um, in order to have some sort of successful life. And that's men and women. And the thing that I hate about these type of discussions is, is that it'll be this huge push on black men as though, oh, they do this, they do this, they do this, and then they don't stand up for their responsibility, when you had two people that were acting immoral. <clears throat> right. Okay. Right. So I mean, I, I, mean that, I, I mean, I agree with that. In that, there's, yeah, always, there's, this big, there's this big push of individuals that keep on stating, you know what, black women are the most educated in America and so forth. Uh, black women are right. strong. They're uh, powerful. They've been... Uh, the mule of the of the of the community and so forth. Okay, but if that's the right. case, if that is the case, then play the other side of the coin. Why do we have the neighborhoods the way that they are? Why do we have not just boys that are in effeminate? I'm not going to even throw that on them. Say the men failed in that regard. What about the the mm-hmm. girls that are growing up? Why doesn't anybody say anything about okay uh, this? generation of young girls that are coming up learn these things from their mothers. But but, but, but but here's the thing though. It, but the here's street, the thing though. Because they're not but here, here, it, so <clears throat> hold on hold, hold, hold on because what? let me say this because I because I, 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 I really I really I really research and study this stuff. Because I, I this is something that brothers that brothers like to say was that well the mother is the child's first teacher. 
And I know that you guys would probably agree with that, but I'm going to say that that is incorrect. I don't, I don't agree. The mother, I don't agree with that. Okay, well, I don't all right, well, all right, well that's all. fine. But just let me make let me make the, let me make the point. That's what they say. They say that the mother is the first teacher. That's incorrect. The first teacher is the culture. The culture pre the, right. the culture pre exists pre exists motherhood. The culture pre exists motherhood. The culture that's informs right. motherhood. See, because by the time a woman reaches reaches the age of uh, of reaches her uh her age of motherhood the culture has already informed her of what her worth is what her okay. mission is and what her purpose is and when you have men who operate as as nothing but sexual agents and they sexualize and oversexualize the female the female populace the women reflect that that is what we keep wanting to ignore as men the behavior that these women exhibit when hold on the, the the behavior that these women exhibit as being sexually wanton which is which is basically what you're saying is a reflection of the sexual use and sexual interest of the men see everything is always going to go back to the you, men because it's, a, it's a, hold on can't. hold on hold on because it's a it's a male dominated <laughs> society we can we well, can you, this, this you, is this is the argument we're having is it, answer well, me you, this you, brother well, you pro- Hold on, you, let me you, answer me you this. Told me, you told me that I could close, so I'm just well, following you. Well, I mean, we could go, we could, we could go over if we, we could go over if we got to. We could go over if we got to. I mean, you know, but just let me say this. It, answer this question. Is a fish a fish because of, it, because of its genetics, or is a fish a fish because it's in water, meaning its environment? Right. See, what we, what we want to do is we want to pretend like, like these women are creating the environment. No, they're not. They're reflecting the environment. These women are reflecting the environment. So when you have girls who are in a closed space and all and all the men put their value on the woman's sexuality because because they've been they've received all these cultural cues from from uh, from hip hop music. Bitches ain't shit but hoes and trick. Whip that whip that bitch. Put it in your mouth. All these all these messages that we have sent to young men. Then that will that when, when the men op, when the men operate with that ethic in regards to in regards to the woman, then the female populace is going to reflect that. The female well, the, the, the female not, populace is going to reflect it. That that's that's not okay. true. Let me give let me give you an okay. example. There are a ton of white uh, bands and all sorts of music that demean women, but you don't see a whole bunch of the mass exodus of. Uh, White women or other races of individuals at their concerts supporting them, but you see black women do it. What you mean? So that whole so what that whole concept of there are tons of white bands. There are tons of white bands and other bands of other nationalities that degrade degrade their women, but you do not well, see a mass exodus of those women going to support that stuff. But you do see that in our in in, in our society. That's by choice, and you can't uh, uh, go around the whole idea that, hey, somebody is calling me outside of my name, but I'm still going to support them. That does, that's on you. That has nothing to do with a man. I, 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 see, but you, you're, 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 missing, you're missing the point that I made. I, I never said it was the men. I said it was the culture. It was the culture, and, 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 let's, and, let's, and let's be real because – 
Hugh Hefner had no problem getting white women to come in there and play the harlot. See, we, we want to buy into this, right. this myth of the pristine white woman. And, and me and Finn are going to do no, a show I'm on that, the myth of the pristine I'm not, white I'm, woman. I'm not, because brothers I'm not saying want to that at all. They're white women on the pedestal when it comes to morality in regards to black women. Because let, let, let me just make this point, too. Prior to the end of miscegenation laws, when black men had in mass got, got access to white women, black women were, were actually conservative. But but because black black women have hold on hold on hold on because 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 black women have always outnumbered black men and then black men began to get um, access access to white women that ramped up the sexuality of black women because now black women had to compete with white women see so we 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 always ignore the micro dynamics when it comes to the okay but let let, let, let's go down that line of reasoning then so why is it that in the 1960s then why is it in the 1960s then that uh black women were actually outnumbering black men when it came to interracial marriage with white with white men that that the reason the reason is because i'm 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 I know, I know, but here's why. The reason, the reason why they led is because white men are the alpha male, and they have been in the alpha male position. And so, because white men are the alpha men are are the alpha male in the alpha male position, let's not pretend like like they didn't have access to black women any way they wanted it. Because we can go back and look at at several other cases of white men raping black women. And this is how come I'm always perplexed with brothers when they demonize feminism when it is feminism that challenges the rape culture of white men that disproportionately targeted black women. While we want to okay, sit, here and, throw, sit here and pretend me, that we as, hold on, hold on. While we okay. as black men want to sit here and pretend that, that we served as a buffer class, as a buffer class between black men and black men and white, black, black women and white men. No, we didn't. The, those white men, they'll rape the woman and rape you too. Like, like how come we, we don't never want to acknowledge the reality of the situation we're in as men. We are dominant. I, I don't, I don't, do I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't state. I, I'm not. I'm not uh, disputing that at all. But I will say this: okay. if you do want to go with the whole idea of uh, the white man being the alpha male, why not go okay. fully with the whole idea that the white woman is the alpha woman as well? And she if is. black men want to want to want to exodus that way, then they are making a wise decision because they're going with one who is stronger. No, 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 no! They're not making a wise decision. Because mm-hmm. What they're actually doing is, is what they're actually doing is feeding into the white is feeding into the white man's um the white man's plan because the only reason why you can go and master the white woman is because the white man allowed it, and the reason why he allowed it is is because he knows. Hold, hold on, the reason why he allows it is because he knows that many white men have, I mean, many, 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 many black men, because of their inferiority complex to white men. View the, view the white woman as a tool to gain parity with white men. So when you buy into that line of reasoning you just mentioned, you actually facilitate white supremacy and further, the, the, and, and further the, the decline of your own family dynamic and community. See, we can't, there's nothing we can do. That dynamic only works for, because for the, men, though, right? That only mean? works for men, though, right? right? Yeah, it's, 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 right, because it's, so it's when women do it, when because, black women do it, it's no problem. I never said it wasn't a problem. Listen to what I'm saying. Well, this is what I'm saying. The white man can have the black woman any way he wants. You see what I'm saying? She, he can have her any way he wants. 
He can have so, it anyway. So he, he can he can wait for anyway. So, this is what I'm saying. Because he's the so alpha male strong? and you can't do nothing about it. Go ahead. So is he so is he strong? Is he strong? It, it is 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 this myth of the strong black woman accurate then if the white man can do whatever she wants he wants to her at any given time. Just like it's not a, do oh the, my it, it, it's, it's not a myth. Women, women women black women historically have, have been strong and, and 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 as men we don't want to acknowledge it but they have been the black so, bone of so the community. That's so, and, and so that's not a knock against black men which that's just, that's just respecting the reality. What you mean? Which one? Which one is it then? Why? Is it, why on one end the the why because, on one end hold, hold black on, men have been it's, dominated, it's, it's, but when uh, it comes to black right. women, they have they're strong. Because you're because you're a male. Because you're a male, brother. Because you're men. That's how you look at it. Y'all want to ignore that, man. Y'all want to ignore that. Go ahead. But, right, but, 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 being, but being being equal, hold on, because I, this is something I touch on too. Because a, a woman being equal is talk, that's talking about citizenship rights. That's all. That's really that's all. That was the whole purpose of, of women. Women, you would want your woman to have equal e- equal rights. Black women needed equal. That's how come I said many black women were iterating and enumerating feminist ideologies and concepts before there was a such thing as feminism. And and what and what and what. What we pretended, hold on, what we pretend as black men is that it was white women who influenced black women with thoughts of feminism. No, it wasn't. It was black women who influenced white women. See, because what we, what we have to understand, too, is that when we start talking about the cult of domesticity and how we, let it, and, and how we uh, legislate and litigate, what does it mean to be feminism? I mean, to be feminine. Because within the Anglo-American con- uh, concept in Western society, femininity is rooted in Christian dogma. Do we understand that? Do we understand that? We act, hold on, because we act as, as, as if femininity, as a, as a uh, qualifier of womanhood, is uniform and, uni- and universal when it is not. It, 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 it depends on the people, the place, the region, and the culture. So within, so within African societies, you had African societies that were egalitarian that men and women were equal. So how, so, in, but yet, we, and, and see, what, what really caused the division, with uh, further division within the black family is black men trying to get black women to fit into a Eurocentric concept of what femininity is. And that was rooted in church Christian dogma. But we ignored that. And the reason why we ignore that is because we always have an inferiority com- inferiority complex to the white male because he is dominant over us, and we don't want to acknowledge that. Go ahead. Let me say this. I have to disagree okay. because I don't feel like I'm inferior to no man, no white man at, at, at the very end. Right, 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 right. right. I, I know. I mean, you're, you're going to have men who, men who stand up. But I, you know, I'm not saying all black men. But as, as I state all the time, brother, in order for a pathology to exist and function, you don't, need a, you don't need a majority of people participating in it. You only need a plurality of people participating in it. So it's not all black men who, who have this inferiority complex, but it's enough black men who have it. This is the problem. I mean, I, I, it's, I feel, go ahead. I feel you. I feel you. The only thing I'm saying is that I go back, you know, if you ever check out my channel, I'm more about God. I'm more about the most high. Right. I'm more about following right. those laws and Ten Commandments right. and stuff I got like you. that. So I look at it like this, that the inferior man is the white man, the Gentile. 
because we are in right. The, I, I feel the, you. Okay, so I look at it like this. Now there are a lot of men that are in, black men that are inferior to white men, and they do feel. But I think times are changing. I think black men are become, mm. are waking up becoming more successful. I think black men are starting to see That's true too. who the enemy. I, I think black men are starting to see who the enemy is outside of our race and within our race. And it's not just black mm. women because some of my enemies are black females and black males. Because when you when, when some of our communities when some of our community take on the Jim Crow behavior and start destroying it ourselves and going after black women, going after black men, selling drugs to each other, shooting each other, killing each other, that's not my brother. My brother is right. somebody like Malcolm X. My brother is somebody like right. Malcolm, I mean, uh, Martin Luther King, because I don't roll with just because somebody looked like me, they that they, they think down with our cause. So I kind of feel like throughout this whole conversation, I go back to this. There's responsibility for black men and responsibility for black women. And we will not fix this always fighting each other, trying to pick out these little details. The whole point is we can't really figure out our history because we don't know. We lost our culture. We lost our language. We lost a lot of things being over here. So mm-hmm. the only thing we can do is try to heal each other by forgiving each other for the things we've done and the things we haven't done. And that's the only way God's going to come back and bless us. See, he's looking at us to fix this and look at each other and forgive each other. And then he'll step back in the picture and say, you know what? These are my people. And since my people are trying to get it together, I'm going to step back in because throughout history, biblical history and ancient history, he always done that for us. We messed up and he walked away and he said, you know what? I'm tired of them suffering and complaining all the time, I'm going to go back to them and tell them, I love you, you're my people. That's only because we started getting ourselves together, unifying black men and black women. And until we do that again, we're going to continue to fuss and fight in our communities. Our neighbors, as you say, will still be divided. We have to start loving each other and forgiving each other. All these minor details, none of us, none of us, you study, I study, my man Mm -hmm. here study. Everybody studies, but the thing is, we're never going to get all the knowledge because we lost a lot of it. So instead of bittering, being bitter towards each other, fighting each other, we have to unify so that God can come back and bless our people. That's what we have to do. All this arguing and bickering, we got to love each other. And if we do that, God will come back the Most High, Yahweh, the God of Israel, will come back and, and bless us through his Son. That's all I'm saying. We just gotta go back okay. to God. I, I, okay. I diverge. All right, a, a Jonathan, you go bit. ahead. You can okay. go ahead and say what you have to say because we 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 done went over. I appreciate I appreciate y'all, y'all calling up and I appreciate the dialogue. Go ahead and make your point, Jonathan. Then we have to close. Okay, I diverge a little bit uh, from uh, Burning Bush. I mean, I understand where he's coming from or whatnot. Uh, however, the uh, idea that uh, a God would um, uh, favor one uh, race over the other. Uh, I can't go along with that. But but concerning the the whole idea of um, black people and this dynamic of black men and black women, again, I think both are accountable. Both have to be uh, outstanding and uh, moral agents and make better decisions. Uh, if they don't, then both are going to suffer. Um, I feel mm-hmm. that um, I feel that women 
on one end in our women, black women, um, <clears throat> make a lot of demand <clears throat> about what they want uh, from uh, black men, and I think that they have a lot of criticism about uh, black men in general, and I think that has a great uh, impact on what black men uh, or how they are responding so far as uh, dating out interracially. And I don't. I think that until they understand that the way that they're going about certain things, unless that changes, that uh, break in so far in uh, dating and marrying interracially is going to continue to increase. Because if you look at the statistics, the individuals that are doing it the most are the most educated. Mm. Okay. Okay, well, I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate you brothers for calling up Jonathan. This is the second turn on the sh- second time on the show. Y'all yeah, you you always uh keep it respectful and I, and I appreciate that. Bernie Bush, I really enjoyed um the conversation and the in the discussion, guys, and and I just want to say uh uh thank you guys for for calling up and 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 giving us some of your time and to all the listeners and the callers who called up and made their comments. We appreciate we appreciate it. And we, we, we thank you for, for listening. So that's going to have to do it. Um, and so we, you know, I'll bid everybody a good night and a Godspeed. Yeah, good King, night. are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, so, so, so what, are your, what are your final thoughts on um, the debate discussion that took place tonight? Um, well, I mean, I do agree with Vernon Bush that we do need to get to the part where we start forgiving each other and healing from the damage that's been done. Everything that we do is in the name of black unity and black love and restoration of the black family structure. So, you know, it's, it's great to debate these things, but you know, we have to set the record straight because a lot of things are just social myths. And, uh, it's like information is being shared around on internet memes and people are thinking that's knowledge and it isn't. So, it's not. you know, it's, it's great not. to there's set a, the there's actual, there's actual studies and, 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 sir, and, you know, information and data that we can go to when it comes to the topic of the black family breakdown and the, and the breakdown of the, um, of the black community. And, and it's like right. you said, there's a lot of uh, misinformation that's peddled mm-hmm. through through social me- through social media and memes that are provocative right. and that wholesale put put the onus of the black the state of the black community and the black family at the feet of black women and this is and this right. is what has spawned the Great Liberators Radio Show and this this yeah. is part of our our um, purpose and these issues are in our warehouse wheelhouse because we're well studied studied up on them you know we're well studied that's up on right. them. Daniel Patrick Moynihan in his in his clip stated what was causing the disintegration of the black family. He nowhere in that in 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 that did he mention welfare. The truth is this is that the black family disintegration causes welfare dependency. Not welfare dependency causes the black the black family disintegration. But we buy That's into right. it, we buy into the latter because it, it it satiates our ego as black men because many black men have a problem facing the truth and the reality of 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 the of our position 
in the position we're in. And it's a tough position, but at the end of the day, we're men, and men have to be men regardless. Men have to, men have to be men. And this idea and notion that uh, black women have to take some extra accountability, that's how come I always ask them, in what ways have black men taken accountability that black women haven't? I don't, I don't understand that. If a woman is a single mother and she's being a single mother, well, then that is her taking accountability for her part in, for her part in raising that child. And this stupid shit that yeah. they like to say, talking about, oh, you, you, you don't want to choose a bum, you don't want, as if the man not choosing. Both of them mm-hmm. are both of them are making the choice. So I don't even mm-hmm. have to focus on a single mother because that's why she's a single mother. She's already, she's she not the one who abandoned. She's not the one right. who abandoned. I, I, it's like we don't understand that. And what you have is you have a lot of these other silly ass black women who be on some pick me shit and they give cover for these dusty, deadbeat, beta fied, coddled ass black men who love pussy. You know what I'm saying? They love sex. Love it. Love it. But don't want to take any accountability when the consequences of that, when it's time to face the consequences of that behavior. Mm-hmm. That's what you, you you don't do the grind if you can't pay the fine. That's right. Don't do the grind if you can't pay the fine. Period. So <laughs> you know that was uh that this has been the Great Liberators presentation uh, uh, uh debate on the black community, the black family breakdown. Make black yeah. black America great again. Believe in me because I believe in you. Great Liberators out. Thank you for listening to The Great Liberator Hosts Amiri Brown And Kenya White Until next time With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.